This Week in Wealth is powered by Alpha Wealth Group. If you're serious about retirement and have saved $250,000 or more, call Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino now, 630-934-1855 or alphawealthgroup.com. Alpha Wealth Group, retirement made simple. Good morning, Chicago. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink. I'm the CEO of Best Money Moves and a WGN talk show host. And I'm Tom Fortino, the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group right here in the Chicagoland area. So glad you guys could join us here at our new time, 7 a.m. If you want to talk with Tom or you want to ask us a question, give us a call, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855, or you can always go to Tom's website, alphawealthgroup.com. So, Tom, just before the end of the year, President Biden signed the new Secure 2.0 Act, and that's also being called like the Big Retirement Boost Act, well, Mm -hmm. maybe by some people. But, you know, Tom, we talked about this as it was getting proposed and it was working its way through the legislature. But now that it's a law, I thought we'd dig in because there are so many policy changes in this bill that will help Americans save for retirement or just save for emergency savings. Uh, if you've got access to certain kinds of workplace plans, like a Roth 401k, that's going to boost you there. And lower and middle income workers are going to get a new benefit, uh, which is like a matching contribution. And so what I thought we would do for probably most of the show is dig in and talk about how the new Secure 2.0 Act is actually going to work what it means for our listeners and of course whether you're a, you know an individual you're an employee you're an employer you own the company mm-hmm. there's lots of different facets to it but also there's a real opportunity for kids and 529 plans so how does that sound to you sounds like a lot but i guess the answer is let's dig in <laughs> Well, we have a whole hour now. Yeah. We, you know, just and of course we're gonna. We've got some questions that came in uh, mm-hmm. over the last week about this, and one of the reasons we're talking about it is because we know you want to hear about it. So, if you've got a question about the Secure 2.0 Act and what it means for you, six three zero nine three four eighteen fifty five. Our producers are standing by to take your call. All right, well, let's start with um, auto-enrollment. So we've mm-hmm. had auto-enrollment where you you know, you go to work for a company and they basically flip on your contribution to the 401k plan and whether their match or whatever bonus they do you know, kicks in right then and there or you have to be there for a while. Um, this is a new uh, thing, this auto-enrollment, um, at least in the amount of the contribution. Mm-hmm. So do you want to start by talking a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, the as you said, at least there's already this a uh, certain level of automatic enrollment. And in other words, when you start a job and you have a 401k plan that is provided to you through that employer, you have to take action to get out of it, right? To opt out because it's automatic, which in a, in a sense is really a good thing because it causes, or I don't know the best word to use, but forces. No, you just have to be a little more uh, aware of what's going on because now you have to take action to to do the reverse here. Otherwise, the money's going to go in, which is a good thing. So, it, you know, the money goes into the 401ks. It's an automatic enrollment on your behalf. You know, it has changed a little bit, and so there's contributions that will occur. Remember, there's matches that can occur. And so the one thing I do want to say as we walk through some of this stuff, at least, which maybe I should have said before, was the 401k plans 
And this really is an opportunity, and there is a ton of information, and you can get overwhelmed by it. But please, one of the things I would say, the takeaway, I think, from today, what we're going to talk about, is if everybody could commit to saying, I am going to look into my 401k plan, I am going to find out what's going on in my 401k plan. In fact, I may even call my 401k plan for provider. Because keep in mind, these plans are maybe one of the biggest opportunity to save for your retirement. What do I mean by that? Contribution levels, right? Mm. They've gone up. You can put up to 20, well, now $30,000 if you're over age 50. I think it's twenty two five if you're under age 50. Where is there out there that you can put that amount of money away in a plan? And Not in IRAs. Po- Go ahead. We should also point out that when you put that money away, <clears throat> it's tax deductible. So you're not paying income tax on it this year, right? Correct. It goes in pre-tax. So, you know, it doesn't show up on your W-2 next year. It doesn't, you're not taxed on it. It goes in pre-tax. And, and that you, now that you bring that up, Elise, the other just awesome thing, and I shouldn't be using that word. I always say that your word is overused, but the other really, uh, um, large benefit, big benefit with these plans now is, and we'll talk more because there was more in the Secure Act is now you have a Roth option in there, right? Mm. So now you have a choice. Not only can you put a, I consider it a significant amount, whether it's twenty two five or 30000 a year, but you can decide on, hey, I want to put some of this in the Roth typically, and these are questions you should find out. You know, to yeah. put money in, say, look, I'm going to pay the tax today, pay on the seed, not on the harvest. If I'm <laughs> in a 22% or a 20 I'll pay that today. Keep in mind, the part of that, so there's two decisions you have to make when it comes to the 401k. Well, more than that, but two big ones. How much am I going to contribute? And then the other is, how much do I want to go into tax uh, deferred and how much to tax free? Keep in mind, the Roth grows tax free the rest of your life. It will never, you'll never pay tax on it, regardless of what tax rates are in the future, right? There's no required minimum distributions. It doesn't tax your social security and it goes to your spouse and children tax free. Something to think about. It's it's really interesting, and that plays into something else that I think uh, this another change to the the Secure Act, which mm-hmm. is the Roth four hundred one k. Right, so we've got mm-hmm. a whole new wrinkle that I think comes into it. And just to kind of recap about this auto enroll thing, you know, again. Many companies already have this, right? But they Mm -hmm. might put you in at, say, 3% or 5%. The goal of the SECURE Act is to keep you increasing your contribution by one percentage point every year until you've reached 10%, but not more than 15%, right? They Mm -hmm. want you to give to put more money away. And remember, this all comes out tax-free because, I should say, you're not going to pay tax on it. So... You, if you made, uh, let's say, $100,000 a year and you're over the age of 50, you're going to put $30,000 away out of your paycheck, it's as if you're earning 70000 And I think people mm-hmm. who have done this for a while get it, but this tax deductibility, this you know subtraction of the actual amount, dollar for dollar, that you're putting away is very, very powerful. And it, it can really put you in a much lower tax bracket. It can do all sorts of really positive things. Don't be afraid of this. 
I think a lot of people can uh, might just be afraid, and they think to themselves, I don't, I don't want to do this. All right, we're going to take a short break, Tom, and when we come back, let's okay. talk about the next piece of auto-enrollment, which is this auto-enrollment for emergency savings. There's two new savings options that are coming through mm-hmm. the SECURE Act that are available through your employer. They're going to start taking effect this year and next year. Uh, And we'll talk about that when we come back in just a moment on This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink here with Tom Fortino in our new hour-long segment. If you want to talk with Tom, ask us a question. Give us a call at 630-934-1855. Someone will get back to you uh, or we'll take your question on air. Or go to alphawealthgroup.com. And while you're there, take a look at Tom's free retirement planning package, We are talking all about this today, and I'm sure, Tom, that you've got some new information about the SECURE Act you're preparing to put up as well, because it certainly is going to impact all of the things that you talk about, the income Mm -hmm. planning, estate planning, asset planning, investment planning, and tax planning, right? Yeah, I also do a weekly newsletter, and all the changes that even occurred prior to the SECURE Act as we go into this new year, yeah, I will be getting that information out and making it available to those, so you can... You know, take advantage of some of the things we're talking about today, at least, which can be incredibly impactful in your retirement plan. Yeah, which is incredible. So for young workers, Gen Z and millennials, one of the big concerns is that, and this has been going on for at least the last 10 years, is, is younger employees are, are literally tapped out. They have no cash. They don't have any cash saved in emergency accounts. They don't own property, so there's no equity that they can tap into. And so what they do is they take whatever, you know, few thousand dollars they put into their 401k and they start using their 401k like a checkbook. And this has been hugely concerning to major Fortune 500 companies over the years because, you know, everybody who's old, right, like us, we know that the best time to be saving money is when you're young, even Mm -hmm. though it's the hardest time to do it because it just grows and grows and grows forever. And so the SECURE Act, which we've been talking about today, uh, the SECURE Act has a couple of features that help younger wor- workers of any age, actually, but it's, I know it's designed specifically for those younger workers to help them develop emergency savings accounts, uh, which are then linked to employee uh, retirement accounts. So maybe run there, and there's mm-hmm. two options, right? There's this auto enrolling into it uh, for number one, and then there's the second work uh, option. So maybe let's talk about both of those. Okay. Well, you know, this is another uh, addition, I guess, or an add-on to the 401k plans through your employer. And so it says that, you know, you can enroll in workers so they can set aside up to 3% of their salary, up to $2,500. I think the one part of the takeaway from this or the benefit is uh, maybe it's making individuals more conscious. We hear all the time, Elise, and I think you made the comment, it's really tough to act on this stuff. But about having that emergency savings, well, now there's this, this is, here it is for you. It's offered to you. And maybe now it, the, one of the benefits as well as just doing it and putting the monies away, allowing to do that through the plan is that you're a little more conscious of this part of your overall plan, having that emergency savings piece. But now it's offered through the 401k. And so there's a couple options to do this. And as you said, the first one is, that you can do up to 3% and you can access the money tax-free if you do need it for an emergency. So that's another benefit that's going to be offered through the plan if you choose to take advantage of that. So, you know, explain a little bit about 
the matching contributions because employers can match emergency savings accounts, but according to the new law, those are directed into the retirement side of the plan. So how does that work, do you think? Well, you know, it's it, anytime you get a match, and, and we've used this phrase before, that's free money. So, you know, it's just, again, these benefits are, are there for the taking. So now you put money in as the savings component, up again, up to 3% of your salary or $2,500, you're, you can potentially get a match on that from your employer. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, again, another additional benefit you want to add to your, um, that you can add to your plan, free money. You got to take right. a look at some of these things. Now, the, one of the new benefits to this emergency savings options is that uh, employees can make one withdrawal up to $1,000 annually from their 401k for an emergency expense mm-hmm. and not owe the penalty on it. And the penalty is really important, right? Because that's an extra 10% plus the taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds to me like you're going to have to pay the tax on the $1,000, but you don't have to pay the penalty. Is that right? Well, it looks like based on what I'm reading, and again, the one thing to consider is this takes effect in 2024, but no, it sounds like you can access the money potentially tax free for emergencies, okay. which is a which is important because mm-hmm. people this is why people are using their four hundred one k's as checkbooks because they have this emergency. The car breaks down, the hot water heater goes, they have to move into a new place. You know, for some reason, there's a medical expense, and then they don't have any options. Yeah, and as I said, I think what's the other benefit to a part of this is the discipline it creates. The fact that you're putting funds away for the emergency, you may in fact not use this for this case, but the discipline that it creates, the you know the part of your planning that you put in place, I think this again is a benefit. Now you know again, there's rules here. We want to find out what they are. You need to replenish the accounts, but it's it. I think again, it just sets the stage for you to become more successful on all p- aspects of your retirement planning. I mean, if you're doing this piece and you're, you're being responsible, I guess for lack of a better word, being responsible and making the emergency savings, you're probably doing a lot better um, on your overall, uh, you know, optimizing your 401k plan. Yeah, I think that's right. And I, I can't stress this enough, you know, to young people. And I don't know how many people are up at 7 a.m. on a Sunday listening to us, but their parents probably are. So here you go as your parenting <laughs> adults, something I'm now doing, um, you know, how you encourage them and guide them to having the kind of wherewithal where, you know, they, they actually have the kind of money they need on an emergency basis. And I think, you know, it's not that I think young people aren't unaware of this. I think they just don't think about it, right? It's more important mm-hmm. still in your 20s. You're still going out with your pals and, you know, taking Uber everywhere and, and what have you. And I think there's just a lack of awareness or maybe it's a feeling of hopelessness, right? That they're trying, but they've got student debt coming up mm-hmm. and they've got credit card bills and they've, you know, they're in their first apartments. There's extra costs there that they didn't plan on. You know, they're about to be cut off from their parents' Netflix account. Like, there's a lot of costs out there, Tom. Yeah, and I think, you know, (laughs) I try to remember it was so long ago, but, uh, you know, the sense of immortality. It's like, ah, you know, that's so far down the road. And so taking on these things and getting more engaged and being responsible, one, one thing begets another. And it becomes infectious, you know, especially when we talk about these types of plans and your 401k plan and you start to see the thing grow over time. At some Powerful. point, it's going to click in. 
Yeah, no, it's totally powerful. Well, there's a a really big change. Uh, If you've got student loan debt or your kids do or your grandkids do, there's a really big sea change in the Secure 2.0 Act um, and ways that employers can help. And there's been a lot of legislative push, a lot of lobbying going on Mm -hmm. from some of the financial fintechs out there. Uh, We're going to talk about matching contributions for student debtors coming up next on This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink here with Tom Fortino. Uh, You can always reach out, and we will be happy to talk to you. Certainly, Tom Tom will be happy. Uh, 630-934-1855, or you can go to alphawealthgroup.com, 630-934-1855, or alphawealthgroup.com. So I know this is probably overwhelming to hear about all of the details. And when we were off air, Tom and I were just chatting about Mm -hmm. um, how it is, even for us, there is so much packed into this legislation that is Mm -hmm. so incredible for people. And there's been, you know, clearly years of lobbying effort that has gone into it. And especially for this next section that we're going to talk about, which is matching contributions for student debtors. So, some employers provide a matching contribution, uh, you know, on the amount that you save in your 401k or workplace retirement account, and they match you dollar for dollar up to a certain amount. And what's happened over the last bunch of years, actually, is that there's been a huge lobbying effort to allow employers to provide a matching uh, amount to help pay down student loan debt. There's been this huge focus with millennials and Gen Z who are coming forward with all this student debt and employers are finding that it's, you know, getting increasingly hard to keep them, especially when there's two jobs out there for everybody looking. And so they're looking for new ways to do it. And, uh, but people, and then the other problem, of course, is that people who have student loan debt delay saving for retirement because they're trying to pay down the debt. And so, they may be losing years of matching from the employer because up until now, uh, the employer was only allowed to match, I think, retirement income, not the amount you're paying down in student debt. So, Tom, what is the big change here for employers and employees in student loan debt? Well, the big change is, again, they're allowing it within 401k plans, uh, allowing the employers to uh, provide a matching contribution you know, on any dollar you are making on a student loan. So now you're making, you know, it's it, the, I guess the argument now is, look, I have to pay my student loan. I can't put money in my 401k. So if you can't put money in your 401k, you can't get a match. And so uh, the idea here now is, look, we get it. So what we're going to do is we'll make that match based on your loan payment. So you may not be making as much or maybe anything to the 401k if you can. I mean, I, I hope that isn't the case. But if it is, now your employer can step in and say, we're going to make contributions on your behalf to match what you're doing for your loan. So, again, pretty significant. You know, so it's allowing, again, employers to do things they couldn't otherwise do in previous years. And so to get more money and put people on the path towards, you know, getting towards their retirement goals. All right. So let's give everybody a realistic example with easy numbers on what this means. So let's say you make $50,000 coming out of school, which would be a great job to have for your first job. And you've got $500 a month for your student loan debt. Again, Mm -hmm. round numbers, just making this simple. So a company who had, let's say, a 5% match on Mm -hmm. $50,000, they would put $2,500 
away into your 401k if that's what you put away out of your salary. But mm-hmm. you can't afford that. You're paying down your student loan debt. And so every $500 you put in, they'll match that, but put that contribution into your 401k. Did I get that right? Correct. Yeah. So now you're making, right. So that 5% or 2,500, 5%, if that's the match, 5% of 50,000, 2,500, that will go into your retirement plan. Again, free money. Free money, and you know, it's you're doing great stuff with both things, mm-hmm. and it's a very valuable contribution. Not every employer is going to do it, just the smart ones. Correct. And by, <laughs> and a- by the way, <laughs> I bet that's true. Yeah. Um, by the way, the so in 2024, which is when this starts, your student loan payments will count as retirement contributions for 401k, 403b, simple IRA, and for government employers who make matching contributions in 457b and reti- and related plans. So basically, everybody got covered. Yeah, it's a you know it's a four hundred one k plan. If it's a benefit, just like you say, well, I get health care benefits. I have dental benefits. I have these benefits. I, well, four hundred one k is a benefit plan. And now here's another benefit that you've added. So you know, I know it's probably a bridge too far. But if you're going to an employer and you're you know have loans, you can say, by the way, do you provide these things, or at least find out what the four hundred one k plan is. But you know, all things being even. You know, if there's employers, it's a benefit. So if they're providing these things, you may want to give some consideration to these. I think you should, actually. And and listen, Best Money Moves is a financial wellness company. And we look at all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, one of the remarkable things about the SECURE Act is that there is this incredible focus for employers to help employees. And Mm -hmm. it would have been unthinkable 30, 40 years ago that employers would be doing all of these things. But mm-hmm. if we're really in this new era of not having enough people to do the jobs we need them to do, and we're not bringing in new people, we've, we've really cut back on immigration in this country, so we're not bringing in new people at the rate we need to keep up with all these jobs that are open, employers are going to have to be more competitive. So we're seeing salaries go up, we're seeing benefits go up, and now you know, with this new act, there are so many more ways for employers to play and to really engage with employees. Yeah, there's, again, as we were saying too, uh, at least with this, it's overwhelming. I think do some research, just read through this a few different times and get uh, so, familiarize yourself as much as you can with it. I, but as I said before, you know, the, 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 the biggest thing here is let's not lose sight of the fact that, you know, if you were asked these questions, first of all, and I would say we're at the beginning of a year, so here is really the opportunity. Remember, 401k plans go from January 1st to December 31st. That's the opportunity. You know, once December 31st, it's that year is over for making contributions. So if you commit to saying, I want to get 24000 into my plan, well, make sure you're doing 2000 a month. So number one, what are your contributions? Call your provider. These are the questions you want to ask. Confirm, how much am I contributing? You may be surprised. You may be off. What is my match? You need to ask that question. Please understand, what am I getting matched? Are there Roth options? You know, and these are things you want to look. Understand what your investments are. Really take the opportunity, maybe in increase your benefit, your contributions. I'm committing to increasing 2% more a year. I'm going to do another $200, $400 a month. Right. This is the time to do it because you have the whole year to do it. Yeah, no, I think it's incredibly important. There are, uh, there is also, and we've seen this in the government tax rolls before, and I, I know we're going to have to take a short break, but I just want to get this started. There's something called the Savers Match, and what they've done with the new Secure Act is they've increased um, the income level uh, up, 
And what it does in the current form, it allows you to receive 50% of your retirement savings contribution up to $2,000 in the form of a non-refundable tax credit. So you get about $1,000 back if you owe that much in taxes. And if obviously, if you don't pay any taxes, you don't get it. But starting in 2027, instead of a non-refundable tax credit, which is paid out in cash as part of a tax refund, you get the federal a federal matching contribution that'll be deposited right into your IRA or retirement plan, and that cannot be withdrawn. So again, the government is really working <clears throat> to help you save for retirement in, in all kinds of different ways. And it really speaks to the urgency of this. Um, Tom, we have to take a short break, but when we come back, I know we had a couple of questions about 529 plans and this new cool thing that you can do uh, with a Roth IRA. So let's talk about that when we come back. You're listening to 720 WGN. Hey, welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink here with Tom Fortino. We're talking about the new Secure Act 2.0 that was just signed into law. Uh, just before the end of the year by President Biden. There are so many good things in here. It's like Easter eggs early. So many wonderful things to help you save for retirement, uh, whether you're working, you're not working, uh, whether you earn a lot of money or you don't. But I, any way you look at it, there's a lot of uh, really wonderful things in here. We had a question come in. And again, I want to open this up and, and just say to everybody, if you want to ask us a question, please feel free to call in 630-934-1855. Somebody will get back to you, or if we can, we'll use your question on air. Uh, You can also leave a question at alphawealthgroup.com, and Tom and his team will get back to you there as well. All right, so Tom, this is a question that came in about um, the 529 plans. And so... I'm an owner of two 529 plans, one for the beneficiary of each of my two kids. I understand from the Secure 2.0 Act that I can put the funds into their Roth IRA, mm-hmm. I think. Or does it have to go into <laughs> my IRA, my Roth IRA, and I just leave it to them after I die? What are the rules on that? Because that, And Tom, that's a really cool new thing that they included. I don't think that was allowed before. Mm-hmm. No, it was not allowed. And so... What happens is these 529 college savings plans where you can put money in and, and they do grow tax-free and they are tax-free if you use them for qualified higher education. But I guess one of the things here is is what happens if there's money left and you still have money set aside in these 529 plans. Well, now they're saying you have another option. You know, before you could change beneficiaries. So let's say you had one child who was the beneficiary. They don't go to school or they don't use it. You can switch beneficiaries. I'm a fan of the 529 plans. I'll say that. Mm. But now they're saying, wait, we're going to add one more benefit, which is, by the way, if there's money left in this and there's nobody to use it from a standpoint of college education, you can now move it to a Roth for the child. So, you know, if that child has gone through, you've been saving up, you know, since they were five, now they're 25 and uh, they're working and there's money there, you can move it to a Roth from. I mean, this is pretty significant. I mean, imagine that's money that grows now tax-free towards their retirement. You helped for their college savings. Now the money's there to grow for the rest of their life tax-free for their retirement now. Pretty pretty powerful option. I have like benefit. 12 questions about that. All right, so... Um, I got 10 answers. No, I'm kidding. Okay, excellent. Um, so if is, is there an income limit on what the child earns? Like, does the child need to earn less than $100,000, for example? You know, that's a great question. I didn't see an income limit in here as far as being able to move that. There are limits. 
I mean, there are rules to it. In other words, you can, I should be clear about that. 6500 per year because that's the rules now, what you can put into a Roth IRA. You can't make, you can't put 50000 in. So you have certain limits of doing each year. So it's almost like it's ma- they're making, you're making your Roth IRA contribution. It does have to be in effect for the last 15 years. That's why in the example I said, if you started when they're five and today they're 25, the plan's been in existence for 20 years. It has to be in existence for 15 years before you can start. So there's rules here that we need to be aware of. But, um, you know, these are still, it's still an incredible benefit. Wait, which account has to have been opened? Is it the 529 plan? The 529. Has to have been in existence for 15 years. After, yes. Yep. I have to go back and look at my own, and this was meaningful to me, folks, because my kids are now out of college. In fact, one is hopefully going to finish graduate school in the spring, and there is still a few thousand dollars left in their 529 plans, and I thought, wow, I could move this over, but and I have to go back and look and see how long the 529s have been open. I think it's longer than 15 years. Yeah. Now, they do they need to have earned income to be able to do this for them? You know, you're asking some great questions. I know. It's really annoying to be a financial journalist. (laughs) But I I think, well, these are the kinds of questions. So we'll look at these answers done, but, you know, come back to everybody for next week. But I think it's, you know, it's it's the the devil is in the details. We want to make sure that everybody can do it. Well, because it's a good question, because in order to make a Roth contribution, you have to have earned income or your spouse has to have earned income. So um, that's the rules on a Roth area. You may not have it, but if your spouse does, you can still contribute to a Roth. I did not see a um, earned income requirement for these, um, but hopefully that's not an issue uh, for uh, a child uh, down the road when you're moving it. There hopefully is going to be some earned income there, so yep. it's not going to be an issue. Right. No, you're hoping. And uh, I have I, I, one who's still in grad school. He's not earning anything, although I guess he does earn a little bit when he teaches classes. Maybe I should encourage him to teach more classes. Um, okay. So there's still some questions around the details um, mm-hmm. about that. We had another question from somebody who's a part-time worker. And you know, there's been some interesting things with the number of hours worked to be considered full-time. And it used to be 40 hours a week was considered full-time. And then it was like 30 hours a week or 1,000 hours versus 2,000 hours of worked time. Um, and it said, you know, part of the new SECURE Act was that starting in 2025, so two years from now, uh, part-time workers will be eligible to participate sooner in a 401k plan. Um, two years instead of three years. Do you feel like this is, what do you, I I guess the question is, what problem was this solving, do you think? Well, again, I think it gets back to some of the things you were saying, at least as far as, you know, it's allowing employers to provide benefits to people they want to maintain, they want to keep, they want to provide incentives. And so, you know, if someone, it just so happens their life just, you know, for whatever reason, they're working part-time, and maybe even someone who's, you know, whatever, again, their situation has already been retired and then coming back. But now, again, I'm always for ha- providing the latitude for the employer to not be as limited, right, and have this these opportunities to offer more to their employees. And so this is, I, I think, that opportunity. Yeah, I, I think it is, too. And then another question that came up um, is to explain the new rules around the Roth 401k. 
it, mm-hmm. it feels like there's some new opportunities for employers to steer contributions there. And is mm-hmm. that just, maybe that's just an income-related thing. So what are the new rules for that? Well, the Roth 401k, which has been in existence for a number of years now, and again, I tell I would suggest everybody check with their employers to find out if that's an option and maybe consider that on part of their plan. But the way it worked before is you could either, if, if the Roth option's available, you could put, is again, these examples of up to 30000 you could do all Roth, you could do all traditional, or you could split the difference or in any way you wanted. But anytime you put Roth in the matching a couple changes. Whatever was matched by the employer could not go in the Roth. It had to go into the pre-tax, so that meant that piece was taxable down the road. So your match could not be Roth. Now they're allowing for the employer to not to not only match it, but say, we'll put it in a Roth so it grows tax-free forever. So that's a change. Another change is, is going to limit some of the Roth options for people earning a certain amount of income on the catch-up contributions. But this is these are some things, again, to just we could get overwhelmed with this, as we said, but the op- I think the great takeaway with this is to familiarize yourself with your 401k plan, familiarize yourself with these options, and maybe add another level of tax planning into your contributions. Um, I think all of that is really helpful. And, you know, the last piece that we really, and we haven't gone into all the different things, <clears> but the last piece that I know you want to probably say something about is the new uh, age limit for... Um, the required minimum distribution. So the new rule allows retirees to delay making withdrawals till they're 73. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you don't need the money, that's nice. You can just let it sit there growing or shrinking, depending on the stock market. Um, Are are you happy about that? I'm always happy, I think, when it gives, because it's a required minimum. And so now, again, it gives the individual the opportunity, hey, uh, if I don't need the money, I don't have to take it. And also, guess what? There's another b- um, benefit here. It gives me more, because if you recall, before the first circ- first Secure Act, it was 70 and a half, now, then it was bumped up to 72. Now they're going to bump it up to 73 and ultimately 75. But now, you know, it gives someone more opportunity to do Roth conversions and reposition more of their money into tax-free accounts going from the traditional to the Roth because they don't have a required distribution, that cannot be converted. And now they can take monies out, maybe in years they don't need it, but still do it to convert it because there's no required distributions on Ross. So this is another opportunity. Yeah. No, there's there's some really wonderful <clears throat> things to think through, uh, you know, with regard to the SECURE Act. And I feel very confident that we're going to be talking about all of yeah. these things <laughs> going forward. And really, you know, when you think about it, 75 years old, feels really young today. I mean, mm-hmm. not if you're 25 and then you're like 75 and I'm never going to get there. But for the rest of us who are a lot closer to that magic number, um, it's really nice to, you know, not have to think about, um, you know, required distributions and what that actually means and, and you know, let it go. Because I feel like I'm not the only person to say I'm going to probably still be working at 73 or 75. Mm-hmm. My mom was 80 before she quit. So... There's just um, a lot to be said there. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We are going to be back next week with another new episode of This Week in Wealth. You can reach Tom at 630-934-1855, or you can always go to alphawealthgroup.com. Tom, see you next week. Great. See you next week. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week.